Hi everyone. Alright, so the topic this week is going to be about getting started. Uh, with that I mean getting started making soap. So if you're somebody who has never made soap before and you see all these beautiful soaps that people are creating and you really, really want to make that, number one, kudos to you. Everybody should love a challenge. Uh, before you do that though, there are some things to consider. Now, uh, one thing to consider is, number one, why are you doing this? There's a really good author, Simon Sinek, that always talks about begin with the end in mind. So why is it that you want to make the soap? Is it for health reasons? Is it just because you want to earn income? Is it because you want to try something different as a hobby? Is it something where you saw the Beekman boys and decided, I want to do that! Whatever your goal is, that's something to take into consideration. Given that, I'm going to poo-poo it for just a second, and I want you to consider some of the things that could impact you should you decide to go along the lines of making your own soap. Uh, so, for example, um, you may need, and this depends on location, you may need to get insurance, especially if you decide to sell, um, because if somebody gets hurt by your product, you don't want to lose your shirt. Um, business license. You may be in an area that requires a business license. Uh, depending on the state, they may not even let you make it at your house if you're going to sell it. So that is something to take into consideration as well. Now, depending on where you are in the world, you may also be required to do a safety assessment. Uh, I know that they are required to do that in the UK, so you're definitely going to want to get that assessment done if you're going to start a business in the UK. Alright, now that we've gotten that out of the way, we need to start looking at the particulars of the soaping itself. So, what is it that you want out of your soap? Do you like bubbles? I love bubbles, I can tell you that. Um, do you like where it's conditioning? you got to look at some of those features. Now, if there is a particular soap that you enjoy, and say, for example, there's an artisan soap maker that makes the soap that you just go to every single time, what you're going to want to do is look at the ingredients. Don't go to the person and say, I want your recipe. That's rude. Please don't do that. That is a big pet peeve for a lot of soapers, is people coming up and wanting their recipe. Now, there are soapers that are generous enough that they will provide you the percentages for the recipe. Some will even give you a recipe for one pound soap. Fantastic! If they do, still want to research that. Now what I mean by research is there are some calculators out there that you're going to want to run the recipe through just to make sure that you get your numbers right because of course they're not going to give you, uh, if they're giving you the percentages, they're not giving you how much lye that you need to use. And yes, uh, I hate to break the bubble there, but if you're going to make soap, you're going to need lye. Now, there are some melt-in pours that you can just cut up that you get from the store or a supplier, things like that, what have you, that are already made up soap bases. They're, you know, they little cubes and say, you know, soap. Those are melt and pour. Those are the type that you cut up, you throw in the microwave, and that's perfectly fine as well if you just can't handle doing lye-based soap. So that's a melt and pour. There are artisans that make that type of soap and that's perfectly fine. There are resources out there for you. We're not going to touch base on that right now. 
on. But if you're going to make what's called either cold process or hot process soap, those are two terms that you'll need to get familiar with if you're going to start making soap, you're going to need lye. And what I'm talking about with that is the, it's called sodium hydroxide. Uh, you'll also see it uh, called caustic soda. Lye is the big one. Uh, or NaOH is also how you'll see it on some sites. Now you don't want potassium hydroxide, which is KOH. That's for liquid soap. That's another discussion entirely there. So that's what you're looking for. Now, um, if you're just getting started and you want to try to make soap for the first time, you don't have to order it online if you don't want to. If you want to go somewhere local, you can go to a builder's uh, like home improvement type store and look for drain cleaner. Just make sure that it's 100% lye and that it's crystals and not liquid. Must, must, must. Big, cannot stress that enough. 100% lye, no extra additives because that is going to protect you there and anyone else who uses your soap. All right, so you've got that down. Then you want to start looking at your oils and your butters. So if you get a recipe, uh, if you develop a recipe, get a recipe, uh, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to run it through the calculator. I kind of mentioned it, mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, there's a really good one, Soap Calc. Uh, if you don't know how to use it, I can touch base on it a little bit later in another episode. There are so many good explanations on YouTube. I actually used one from Be Scented. It helped me understand. There's also Humble Bee and Me has a great reference point there. Kind of high level. If you want a deep dive, uh, I do strongly suggest uh, kind of go through uh, Be Scented. There's also a couple of other YouTubers. I'll try to put together a list and I'll include it in the notes so that you if you want to kind of peruse that, if you haven't messed with it before. I know a lot of people look at it and just see all those numbers and figures and everything, and it just looks so daunting. It's not. Trust me. A little bit of time into it, you start messing with it, run your numbers, you're going to be like, oh, I can do this. Because that's what I did. I started out with a recipe from someone else, and I tweaked it and kept tweaking it until I liked it. So I'm nowhere near where the original recipe was because I kept tweaking it based on what I wanted. So kind of looking at the end in mind. All right. Now, if you're just wanting to get started and you don't want to spend a ton of money, you can literally do this, I'd say, for probably less than $40. You might even get away with even less than that. Uh, and here's where I come from with that. Uh, you're going to need a couple of tools. Uh, your basics you can get at the dollar store. You can also involve additives. Uh, for from example, like um, the drugstore, and I'll go into that in just a second. So things that you want to look at from the dollar store, for example, um, you're going to need mixing containers. They have some measuring containers at Dollar Tree, for example. I think they carry them at 99 cent store. You, you're going to need to do a little bit of research to find these. Uh, if you can't find them there, Walmart does sell them as well. They sell packages of the different measuring cups. They're plastic. Um, key things to look for there are make sure that they're microwavable um, and you're not going to go crazy with the microwave here. We're going to kind of touch on that maybe a little bit later. Um, so you want those measuring, maybe about two, at least one for your lie. And you want the ones that maybe are a little bit bigger. They do sell like multi-packs at Walmart that uh, have different levels, like you can get a small little cup and a little bit bigger cup and then they've got, I think it's a four cup container. The bigger containers kind of what people generally gravitate towards. 
So you may want to invest in those uh, and set one aside for your life. Now you're going to need spatulas. Silicone spatulas are wonderful for this. And you can find them not only at Walmart, Target, uh, Dollar Store. Um, I personally took the next step to invest in single piece silicone spatulas. Love them. If you don't have access to them, no worries. The silicone spatulas that they have at the dollar store, perfectly fine for this. So maybe get start with two, maybe three. Set one aside specifically for your lye. So that way it, it's you've got a cup and a, and a spatula for your lye. That's and you mark on them lye. Danger, danger. Make sure they keep away from the kids. That's a big one. No kids, no pets when you're doing this. Big one. All right. So then you need storage containers, um, like bowls, things like that. So the great thing about those storage containers is usually they're marked with a five on the bottom of them. That's a good thing. Uh, please, please, please do not use anything with aluminum. Aluminum and the sodium hydroxide do not like each other. Bad, bad, very bad. Uh, there are videos online of reactions between the sodium hydroxide and aluminum and not just the scientific ones either unfortunately there was a soaper that had a big mixing container and she thought it was stainless steel and it was a, a mixing it was a big pot that only had it plated with stainless steel so eventually the stainless steel wore away and the aluminum was exposed and it was a mess. It was a very terrible mess. Luckily, she's okay. Her family's okay. The apartment's okay. So it, it was a definite learning lesson. And I'm very thankful that she posted the video because that is great evidence for what not to do and why not to use aluminum containers. Now, I also do not recommend glass containers. You may see some videos of people using uh, Pyrex uh, unfortunately, Pyrex has discontinued for some of their products heat-tempered glass. And even with the heat-tempered, I wouldn't touch it. Reason being is the sodium hydroxide etches glass. And after a while, it is going to cause the glass to fail. And I have seen, luckily I haven't experienced that because I've seen the warnings, but I have seen where... Um, soapers have used uh, the heat tempered the Pyrex glass Pyrex type glass even and it just shattered on them it just just shattered so please you may see some demonstrations using glass treat that as a learning experience they are using the clearness of the glass to show you what's happening so um, if you want to use it just be warned that is a possibility. There's some people that have been using glass for years, never had a problem. There are people that have been using them for years, never had a problem, and then something happened. So please see that as a warning and just know what you're getting into there. All right. So next thing is goggles. Goggles, safety glasses. They even got big face shields. Dollar Store has goggles. I think they also have safety glasses as well. You want eye protection. Must, must, must have eye protection. That's an investment I will not stress enough that you need to have because um, you want to protect your eyes because if you get it in your eyes, bad things happen. Yeah. 
Um, now, gloves, that's another thing as well. They sell all kinds of gloves at both Walmart, Target, uh, I think the grocery store even has them, and of course the dollar store. So they've got several different types. You know, they've got the dish, gla uh, dish um, gloves, dish soap gloves, where you clean the dishes. Um, they have vinyl, they have silicone. Um, I think I've seen nitrile as well. Um, so it just depends on your preference, but you definitely want to have gloves for this because you are dealing with caustic soda, the lye, all right? And that's to protect you. Now, in that same token, you'll want to wear long sleeve shirts. Um, granted, it may be a million degrees during the summer and you're dying because, oh my God, I'm sweating to death in this long sleeve shirt. It's for protection. So you may see some soapers. I'm bad about this as well, that wear short sleeve shirts um, and just use gloves. Trust me, it, it, it's not 100% and we can get burned as well. I have been burned. I'm still gonna occasionally wear short sleeve shirts, but that's me, I'm taking on that risk. Um, I don't recommend it when you first get started. Don't take that risk, wear the long, the long sleeve shirts. All right, and that's just to protect your skin. Um, next, you wanna look at uh, what you're gonna put your soap into after you've mixed it. The wonderful thing is silicone molds are out there. Uh, they have the square storage containers you can put them in because they have a five on the bottom of them. Uh, you can even use a cardboard box, but you'll want to line it with freezer paper. They also sell that at the dollar store or at the uh, discount stores as well. So that's the great thing there. Um, so those are things to keep in mind. All right, so we've touched on a lot of that. Um, so technically, I think you can spend maybe $15 on the lie at the home improvement store. Um, you're looking at a couple bucks for your mixing containers, a couple bucks for your silicone spatulas, your storage containers. The storage containers are mainly for your oils and your butters, um, your goggles, your safety equipment, um, gloves, silicone molds. Uh, one thing you're going to want to look at is how you're going to mix everything together. Now, there's a couple different ways that you can do this. Um, stick blender is one you're going to see commonly used with making soap. Uh, now, this can go a number of different ways. Some people actually use uh, a whisk, a wire whisk, and whisk it in perfectly fine. Your arms are going to hurt after a while. Uh, but you want to look at maybe investing in a good stick blender. Reason being is your arm's gonna fall asleep at one point trying to mix this soap. So, and also as you progress and you add fragrances and coloring, that's gonna be helpful for you right there. All right, so you could actually probably go to a garage sale and get a decent stick blender if you want to get new. Expect to spend about 20, 30 bucks on a decent stick blender. You could get cheaper, but you may find it may break. Um, or melt. Uh, there are stick, some stick blenders that have a plastic uh, piece that goes into whatever you're mixing and if that, um, if the mix gets too hot, that will melt. So you may want to consider getting one with a stainless steel mixing attachment. Uh, Cuisinart, KitchenAid, there are a lot of them out there. So do a little bit of research on that. Um, you don't have to spend a fortune if you go to the a garage sale you may get one for five bucks that somebody's never used they maybe got it as a wedding present and it's like yay 
I, I feel bad that you didn't get a chance to use it, but I will, I will gladly use it for you. All right. Now I want to touch a little bit on the stainless steel. So they have the pots. You can buy a big old stock pot. Make sure it's 100% stainless steel. You don't want the one that is coated in stainless steel, as I mentioned before. Uh, they even have uh, carafts that you can buy. They're the small little, uh, you can steam milk with them. They use them at like the baristas for coffee, places like that sell them. Uh, the restaurant supply, uh, Amazon. Uh, I don't think I've seen them at the uh, discount stores, but that's definitely an option uh, if you want to spend a little bit of extra money. If you're kind of deep diving into making soap, that's an option there as well. And now I want to touch on the oils and the butter. So these are things that you can get at the discount store, grocery store. You can get olive oil. Uh, there is palm oil. I think palm shortening you can find there. Um, you can also find rice brand oil. That's good for frying turkeys usually. So you can usually find that at a home improvement store. You can also find it at the, uh, the discount store like um, the Walmart. Uh, I don't know if Target sells them, but I definitely know that I've seen it at Lowe's. I bought it from Lowe's. I know I've seen it at uh, Walmart, so that's an option as well. It's kind of the on the same page as olive oil, so it's an alternative option. Do your research. Uh, you can also get sunflower oil, uh, canola oil. So there's tons of oils that you can get grocery store as well. Uh, the, the big three that tend to be used uh, primarily in soap are uh, olive oil, palm oil, and coconut oil. Um, I'm not going to touch on any of the aspects with regards to palm oil. That's for another day. Um, but you can always look for the palm. I think it's palm shortening. Uh, but that's something you'll want to run in soap calc depending on what you find. Now you can of course order it and that's definitely an option there if you're wanting to go a little bit further. But if you're wanting to stay on the kind of the beginning level buying all your supplies local, I would encourage that you maybe stick with uh, getting your supplies at like the grocery store or a discount store. Um, you can even find them if you have a big lots in your area. They sell coconut oil there. I think I've seen olive oil. I'm not sure about the palm oil though. Now if you are looking for bubbles, bubbles are usually good in coconut oil and castor oil. I know that usually if you go to a place like Sprouts, uh, they have castor oil. If you go to uh, the drugstore, sometimes you can find the castor oil there. Kind of touching on the drugstore, I found that CVS sells colloidal oatmeal. They sell them in little packets, so it's kind of good for if you have a sunburn or... Uh, I know I used it when I had chicken pox. My mom used it on me way back in the dark ages. Um, but they have little packets of colloidal oatmeal, so that's something that you can start with as well. Uh, I even saw Razul Clay. They just had a little container of Razul Clay at CVS. So, I mean, there are options there that, that you can use for an additive. You can also use it to color your uh, soap. So there are options out there. Um, speaking of coloring, I know some people want to dive right in and fragrance and color, and that's going to involve, you know, micas, things like that. If you want to go the natural route, you can use turmeric, uh, neem powder, on spirulina powder and I think you can find the spirulina powder and definitely can find the turmeric at the store because in the spice area they usually have those things so 
depending on how you want to color your soap, that's an option that you can start with very inexpensively. And I believe the dollar store sells turmeric. I'm not sure about spirulina powder, but it, green and orange. I mean, there you go. Um, I think you can use beetroot powder for red. Not 100% sure. I believe so. Um, but we can go into further details on natural coloring in another episode. So um, I also want to mention I have seen at uh, the discount stores, I believe you can also find it at the grocery stores as well, but oh, and, and places like Target, things like that. You can also get containers of 100% cocoa butter and 100% shea butter. So those are things to, to keep in mind if you want to go that route as well. So if you want to add butters beyond just olive oil, coconut oil, palm oil, you can get those there local too. So those are things to think about. Now the amount of ingredients that you add are going to add to your overall cost, but it will help if you're going for an overall bar. So more conditioning, uh, more bubbles, um, you know, it's all about feel and, and what you're ultimately looking for, a hard bar, soft bar, things like that. We can go into more detail on another episode with regards to the types of soap that you're looking for. But this is kind of high level, again, getting you started. All right, so I think we've touched base on quite a bit today. We've got um, where to get your ingredients, where to get your um, containers, um, yeah, we've touched on quite a bit, and I, I really do hope it's helpful. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, you can message me here on the uh, Podbean. Uh, you can also email me at soaperschat at outlook.com. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know on either one of those. Um, I'm still working on building up a little bit more of a better communication base. I'd like to start a... Uh, a Facebook group for this, maybe an Instagram. If you have any uh, suggestions, positive suggestions, like I said, the trolls will be sent under the bridge. Uh, please let me know. This is for you. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is going to be a benefit. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy soaping. Bye!